Rolling Stone Podcast. She's still alive? I don't know. Yeah, he is. He hasn't died yet. He's holy shit. <clears throat> a little uh little tickler, a little teaser for later in the podcast, but Jimmy Carter is 98. Same, same age as my grandma. Boy, he just had his I'm 90th just, birthday on October 1st. Wow. I'm just saying. What do you got there? Green liquid death? Yeah, it's the lime flavor. It's the best one. They have lime flavored liquid death now. They've had it. I had it at Bonnaroo uh, for the first time. They they now have liquid death lime in my brain. It is now oh, okay. a thing that I have. Okay. I, that was I now like, know of. Um, I asked someone the other day, I said, did you know that Louis Vuitton and Louboutin are two separate companies? And they said, now I do. Wait, what? What? So Louis Vuitton, the famous mm-hmm. LV, and mm-hmm. Louboutin Red Bottoms are two separate companies. Oh, okay. Uh, and now I follow you. Yeah. Because you just said you just said Louboutin, Louboutin, and I'm like, yeah. And I was like, we sound almost exactly the same, except one is a V and one is a B. Mm. So, bit of a confusing process. Uh, maybe if you're going to be an iconic fashion company, you should do something to just differentiate yourself just slightly, mm. like make anti-Semitic comments. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say we all can't be like Kanye and Hugo Boss and support the uh, Nazism in some fashion, yeah. in you some know, capacity. You gotta pick and choose. You gotta pick. Yeah. It. That's all I'm saying. You gotta pick and choose. You know those. That's that sect of fashion. Yeah, the the Nazi <laughs> sect, and then there's everyone else. Now, it does beg a, an important question, which is when are we going to get a Hugo Boss X? Yay. <laughs> That's where he goes to next. And they're like, come, come on. Yep. Come on, in. come on in. Doors wide open. Yeah. Uh, they, they, yes, they affect a Southern accent, <laughs> even though they're German. Come right in. Well, we know where they are. Welcome to lies. Berlin. <laughs> Welcome to Berlin, Tennessee. Berlin. You know why they call it Berlin? Because it's so goddamn cold because we're in Germany. <laughs> right near the Alps. Next, Here's we're going to go chambers. invade Paris, Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's just, is there Berlin, Tennessee? I think there is. I'm pretty sure there is. Imagine, like, like we know Paris, Texas, and all, all these like uh, like what if they just completely operated as their like namesake yeah well like the, what if paris tennessee has a fake eiffel tower oh like i a know bunch they of assholes dude so does paris texas i think <clears throat> um if they everyone in paris texas is just eating frog legs and smoking cigarettes 24 mm-hmm. 7 mm-hmm. and complaining about everything um, I saw an interesting concept the other day, which was, um, what if we just flooded the state of Ohio with seawater? Okay. <laughs> I've been seeing this. So, uh, 
I know what you're getting at. I have been seeing that like Ohio is now a meme. <laughs> like yeah. we've well, we Ohio's have been a meme. Yeah. But it's like it's it's like a meme for kids. Like I had like a student like the other yeah. like last week be like, he must be from Ohio. Like like in terms of like that guy sucks. He must be from yeah. Ohio. And then like it really like dawned on me because it's like Ohio's just been like whatever. But like it's been so whatever that it's become a joke. Like hell on earth is Ohio. That's what people uh, that's what I've been seeing on TikTok recently does beg the question of like what state would make most sense to just like flood just get rid of just build balls walls around and just like we've just we've talked about this it's florida like that place shouldn't exist yeah if we just jettison florida it also begs the question of like would could we solve global warming by just re like reallocating all of the polar ice cap melting to ohio (laughs) also just like in the reverse is like we're talking about bringing water onto land what if we just adjusted the ratio of land to water by just simply destroying florida yeah or i was thinking still in the ohio you just flood ohio with whatever great lake it touches and then just like it's okay like it becomes like a u-shaped it's already like a, a kind of very uh square like i think it has a flat top um you just let it leak in from the bottom and it becomes a u and then it's uh ohio ohio and then what if we make the great lakes oceans and we just like build a river from the ocean down like mm-hmm. from the ice caps, because obviously the world works where gravity goes, follows yeah. the map. So it goes north to south. So then we could just build a river that feeds the Great Lakes and makes them like like the Baltic Sea or like have, the Dead have Sea. I, have I ever uh, I, I came up with this, I think, in my grad year. Have I ever told you about like my conspiracy, my own passion for the Great Lakes? It's not that big of a passion. But I don't think we've ever talked about the Great Lakes. And I remember when I taught U.S. history, uh, I had a kid be like, oh, I went to the I saw the Great Lakes and he was completely wrong. He didn't go to the Great Lakes. He went to Lake Winnipesaukee and he thought that that was a a Great Lake. This is, in fact, one of the Great Lakes. Yeah. It made me think about like why the Great Lakes are like a thing. And like, what is so great about them, if you will? Um, and then I started thinking I must have been drunk um, in school. No, um, I must have been like drunk and thinking about like there's like something hiding in the Great Lakes. Like they all connect and there's like a tunnel system underneath all the Great Lakes. I started coming up with this idea like years ago and there's like a secret like a hidden layer for all like the evil wrongdoers, like the Harvey Weinsteins and the Elon Musks. They have like a, uh, like a super villain layer, like the one yeah, in like, uh, an, like an under like Scooby Doo. Yeah. Or kind of like if Batman's cave was like, yeah. Underneath the great lakes. I think if you've seen what it is, it's what's it, what is it called? Like space ghost, like space ghost. 
and there's like uh all the super villains like Krag and like uh you know like Skeletor they all like live in this underwater evil base that's why I always pictured like it would just rise up out of the out of the wa- water of the Great Lakes and they're all connected it's just a theory I've been bouncing around in my head that like the Great Lakes is just a front for a super villain organization so back to what I was saying, uh, what if we just shot Florida into space? Like, what if we partitioned off like Florida, right? And made it yeah. into these chunks and then we just shot it at asteroids. And that we, was like, we, like, we just used Florida. We did the Avengers Age of Ultron where we just take up the whole city of like Tallahassee and Iron Man just boosts up and pushes it up into space. And then we let it drop and then we just let it destroy whatever is in its yeah. radius. Yeah, and then there's there's, Kovia Accords and all that. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know how close to Tallahassee is to Georgia, but like, or to Atlanta, but like, I don't know. Maybe we try to protect Atlanta. Yeah, we start with like Miami, like no one. No, I'm sorry. Orlando. Yeah, no one really needs Orlando. Yes, Disney World's there, but technically it's not. It's outside of Orlando. Also, there's another one in California. It's we don't need two of them. I no know. one's ever and, needed two. And of them. Richard says that that's the better one. Yeah. So, I think it's just biased. But I like your idea of jet, like jettison. Like, do you know um how the Himalayan mountains were were made thousands of years ago? Um, the god I know this Hima because of and the god Leia. Yeah. And then they yeah. went. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No. Uh, India is also called a subcontinent for a reason because it it itself during Pangea broke away from its like f- first resting place next to Africa. And then yeah. as the tectonic plate started to shift, it like cruised its way. Like, <laughs> it meandered it, on over. <laughs> yeah, it cruised its way trying to pick up other, you know, subcontinents. Um, it said, and, hey, hey, Asia, can I buy you a drink? Yeah, can I buy you a drink? Hey, I'm just cruising. So uh, India, a subcontinent, uh, found its way and hits the bottom of Asia. It hits South Asia. Some would say it, it was successful. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, like, obviously, like, we've learned in middle school science that when two tectonic plates um, hit, there's, like, a certain thing. Either they go under or yeah. they go together. Yeah. And it, it hit so massively hard that it caused the largest mountain range in the world so i think we do that with florida and maybe it just hits like antarctica and causes like these huge like tidal Mm. it causes these huge snowy and cocaine filled mountains yes (laughs) miami is all of a sudden a ski destination (laughs) yeah and i want it to be like now <laughs> yeah like i still want all of the residents of florida that currently exist it just no like i like i love the word jettison just boom, right yeah. in antarctica yeah like like the direction that the penis of florida is pointing i want it just, just a straight line and it's gonna go right down to our antarctica wherever it wants if it if it picks up some you know some stragglers along during through central america that's fine yeah we'll, we'll yeah. sacrifice those countries it it itself cruises just, through the through the Caribbean is just like anyone want to hop on? Anyone want a good time? We're going to Antarctica. It's like a fucking actual cruise. It's like a what I can't think of any well, the, cruise lines. The right idea, now. the idea I was first saying with 
India, the subcontinent starts to cruise its way is like the 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 the, the gay term of like, you know, a, a, an older gentleman is picking up other younger gays as he cruises through the city. He says, hey, so really, like, let me buy you a drink. Yeah. And then, and then he dommers him. And then he smashed right into the bottom of Asia. Yeah, and then he and then he smashed into what is known as today as Nepal, <laughs> and caused this whole mess. But Ohio sucks. Uh, Terrible place. Other good options yeah. to flood: um, Nebraska. Yeah, but that's also like if you flood Nebraska, it's so flat it's also going everywhere else. It, it won't <laughs> stop until it hits the Rockies. Or in it my drains brain, into though, the Mississippi River. We're building like seawalls around oh, yeah, yeah. this state. It's a whole yeah. So we're just saying, hey, we're going back to 49 states. We're gonna make Puerto Rico the 50th. Yeah. And Can then... I ask you uh, off of another tangent? You saw the Batman, like Battenson, Robert Battenson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did it how did that city get flooded? Did they just like release a dam? Did the Riddler release it? I how did that happen? Did it? Get, it got flooded. Yeah, at the end of Batman, they're all on top of the 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 rave stadium because the the oh yeah flooded. How did that happen? <clears throat> it was and how on top of it? How does the Riddler have the ability? How did that guy? Uh, no, 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 Bruce. Bruce, how did he have the that little nerd? have the ability to flood Gotham and how, and again, and how, how did, was there water near Gotham? I thought that like, because isn't Gotham based on New York city and the I idea thought, is that I, like a river runs directly through it. I thought uh, Gotham was located in Cleveland. Is it? And then we, Oh, and then we flood it. Okay. I see. Okay. This is all, yeah, wrap, this is all wrapping is all... back in on itself. I see. Okay. Come back no, I don't know. I don't understand how, it, how it got flooded in the end. Maybe I should Google that. The, there was something that, that got blown up. Man. Yeah. But it's like, how does water come rushing in? Because if they are near the ocean, it's the ocean. It's not like, how did like a big tidal wave come also, over? Did you say that Batman was standing on top of Brave Stadium? No, a rave. I think a rave was happening oh, underneath oh. the stadium. Do you remember when he's like fighting all the people and he gets shot and then he like gives himself adrenaline and goes, like, Remember? I thought he was in Madison Square Garden. No. <laughs> he was at the Braves Stadium <laughs> watching watching playoff baseball. He was just doing the fucking tomahawk. Yeah, he was doing the chop. And he being got mildly and offensive. To he got. He was doing the natives. tomahawk chop, and they said, "No, nah, we got to flood this motherfucker." Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Batman <laughs> learns that Nashton has a car, has stationed car bombs around Gotham, cult and cultivated an online following that plans to assassinate the mayor elect. The bombs destroy the seawall around Gotham and flood the city. How does that water just come rushing? Like, was are the sea? Is Gotham that below sea level that they're like, if we blow these walls, water just comes rushing in? That's not how sea walls work, unless you're like below sea level. Guys, I'm gonna be real honest with you. I, I, 
I this is one of the few times where I don't know. I have ideas, but like, first of all, I mean, we don't know what city Gotham is based on. So like, if it was fucking Louisiana, if it was New Orleans, yeah, that's New actually Orleans, what it should be. The Gotham City is actually based on, yeah. Uh, but isn't Manhattan below sea level? Is it? Could we I'm... technically? blow up the sea walls in Manhattan. Isn't and Boston below sea level? No. Think of the garden. Yeah, but the, what big? It's big. Um, yeah, Gotham I, is traditionally depicted as being located in the US state of New Jersey. Yikes. Let's keep it flooded. <laughs> Gotham looks look an, an atmosphere. Atlantic City, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's Trenton. Ew, dude. It's primarily primarily influenced by New York and Chicago, but it's located in Jersey. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. I thought it was supposed to be based on New York. I thought that that was the whole idea. It's Gotham based on New York or Chicago. Yeah, and it was like an amalgamation of like the big cities. Yeah. <clears throat> also people don't talk enough about this is a whole nother tangent that i've fleshed out a little thoroughly there's only like three real cities in the united states yes the rest of them are just really large towns like when i think are of, essentially yeah. college towns when i think of like a, a a city like i think of like like gotham like i think of scum and villainy and yeah. the only cities that have that are New York, Chicago, and I think of Miami. Really? Speaking of, of Florida. Yeah. <laughs> of like scum and villainy. And like I feel uh I feel unsafe in those places. And I've never been to Chicago or Miami, but so I've been I to New feel York. like in terms of just like like city design, I, the mm. only real cities are like Chicago, Boston, New York, San Francisco. But San Francisco, it makes me feel safe there. Like I, I, I yeah. would feel like if I went there, I'd just be like. But like, I'm thinking more of like, like how quickly do you go from downtown like high rises to like suburbia? Yeah, like L.A. is like I don't even know yeah. that they have a real downtown. They <laughs> do. Like they have like the big skyscrapers. They have the big <laughs> buildings. But I don't think like anyone really like live like it when people are like oh i live in la no you live near the yeah. like the metropolitan or yeah. like you're 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 living the lap of luxury in like a three-story apartment yeah like you that. live in the same county that la is located yeah. in baltimore is just the trap it's just like a collection of like gray brown buildings and like that's it philadelphia i've been to philly philly is like <clears throat> just a town yeah um, Philly's else? like Philly's like going to Lexington. Yeah, we could also <clears throat> we could I, also I take that and back. this it's is like going to Saugus. Definitely on the table is we could also make a move to start as an experiment. Just fire Delaware right into the ocean. There's another one we jettison. Yeah, yeah. I've said There's... it multiple times. The Wayne's World. <clears throat> I'm in I'm in sunny California. Ooh, ooh, I'm skiing the Alps of Colorado. I'm in Delaware. <laughs> um 
I don't even know where I was going with this, but like, yeah, like the, like the main the Nashville, big city. Like, no, that's like a that's just a you know what Nashville is? The the city is a street. Yeah, that's it. Welcome to Nashville. Here's our street. Here's our singular street. The rest yeah. of it is just suburbs. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, <laughs> like even like I said, like Baltimore is like this tiny little collection of bleh. And then it's like, it's just the suburbs. Like all of um, suburban, like as, if you just follow Broadway like south, right? Yeah. And then I guess you can't, Broadway does not run south. But if you like come down one of the offshoots and just come south of Broadway, like it's just like if fucking Medford was gay and didn't have ADHD. Yeah. Just like these organized little streets with like these fucking and then the trolley and it's up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I take back what Dude, I there said. is no trolley. There's zero oh, public transportation in this. Wait, who who? Oh, I thought you're still talking about San Francisco. Well, San Francisco, yes. Way uh, San Francisco is a uh, like an out gay. Nashville is a closeted. <clears throat> I know. I hear you. Sarah's giving me. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Hello. Come on. Sarah gave me some sleepy time tea. Um, I take back Philly. (laughs) Philly isn't Saugus. Philly is Springfield, but just yes, more white people. Yes. Um. Nashville is also just like. Every other city is just like slowly being gentrified. Like mm. the gentrification spreads out from the middle. Whereas I feel like real cities, it's like people get there and then they're like, we're not fucking leaving. <clears throat> yeah. But like, I would say in New York, like there's a lot of gentrification in New York happening, like in certain neighborhoods, but like, exactly. But that's how it starts. It starts with redlining and fucking like sectioning certain areas off because of truly color um and but in that like that has it's the now the new term is this gentrification before it was it was redlining and it was like back way back when it was the it was more like the focus was getting minorities redlined now the whole idea of gentrification is like let's get these white people city places to live that's yeah. the focus now. Yeah. It's flipped. Still racially uh, focused. Anyways. As is everything. Yeah. Um, my kids. I don't know where love, we got. My, I don't know where. My, my kids love when I just say, like, I don't know, some white guy did it. Like, they <laughs> love when I, like, call out whiteness. Yeah. Like, they love it. Oh, like I, was, I mean, talk about, like, if you ever want to be immediately um in the good graces of any minority is just to roast white people to, to, yeah to make fun of your yeah of your lack of culture like, do you see you know what i <laughs> you know what i saw <clears throat> it was uh, a tiktok of like a white girl going like holding the phone up high and like being like it's like that like the dramatic music comes in she goes oh white people have no culture white people have no culture what about the popcorn slash throw up bowl <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that the white people don't have color, uh, culture. Tell me about the popcorn throw-up bowl. 
Um, yeah, I don't know where the fuck we got, but um, what's the sluttiest best well, Halloween costume? Welcome to Thrones Don't Podcast. Sluttiest Halloween costume. Can I tell you about my Halloween costume? Yeah. After I guess what the sluttiest is. The best, I should rephrase, rephrase it. Best, you know, best yeah. slutty Halloween costume. Let me, let's go back. Let, let's talk about the sluttiest and then the best looking okay. one. Yeah, yeah. I think the sluttiest is just like the girls who just go ABC, anything but close. And they're wearing like just duct tape. Yes. Well, 100%. Yeah. And you can do that year round. I also, you, have, you can have an ABC party whenever you want. I don't, yeah, I don't count October. that as a costume. Yeah, um, I think in order to be a costume, you have to be dressing up as something. I think this. What is she saying? Don't objectify women. Well, that's what Sarah said. <laughs> I'm. Ju- we are just guesstimating. We're, what like is the most promiscuous? All right. <laughs> she goes on. Ah, you're close again. <laughs> she goes. You're a teacher. Hold on. Um, yeah. And a slut. I'm a teacher I, I, and a slut. Yeah, I know. You know what the, the sluttiest is? Me in a dress. That's the sluttiest. <laughs> I wore a dress. I wore a dress. Um, I just, I think the like promiscuity comes when <laughs> she, she texts, she goes, the, I go, the sluttiest thing is me in a dress. And she goes, true. Um, <laughs> I think like the most promiscuous, <clears throat> it, it, for me, I always get a good chuckle when it's like it's a profession. It's like, like slutty nurse, slutty nurse, slutty police <clears throat> officer, yeah, s- s- uh, slutty coal miner. I don't know, slutty <laughs> teacher. Yeah, it's just it's taking like someone's job. It's yeah. it's taking <laughs> it's taking a it's the funniest is like taking like construct slutty construction worker. It's taking blue collar hard work people and going but throwing cleavage yeah but how would they be portrayed in a pornographic film exactly i think that is where you get the the biggest promiscuity is i think when you think, when you take a profession and make it yeah slutty. i think that the other one which is this might be a 1a 1b situation is when it's when it, the whole costume is just slutty cat speaking to the just yeah animals in general like owls i've i have seen girls in an owl costumes and and make it yeah like when a girl is just like i'm just going to wear black lingerie and some cat ears and that's my whole costume yeah or i it it becomes like mind mind breaking when it's like like slutty Mike Wazowski (laughs) and you're like this is how there's a lot of like things are connecting in my brain that's never connected before and it's concerning me I'm both feeling nostalgia and horniness and I don't like it you're just wearing green underwear and you put an eye on your stomach that's all you did yep and you're like can I tell you what I think the best slutty costume is I think we need to go into best because there's yeah, two that the stick out in my mind as iconic. Yeah. The first one Go is ahead. Velma. Yeah. And the second one is Leia. 
No. Well, if they wear if if they wear the the job of the hut slave, uh, outfit, yes, 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 <clears throat> that's just like that's not even. I don't even put that in terms of like you are wearing a slutty costume. I'm saying you are canonically accurate. Yes. in terms of yes. Star Wars. Yes, you you've done your research, ma'am. Yes, you got the chain. You got the brass. I also think that like we're getting into a different category. Hold on. Please hold. Hey, honey, you're on the podcast. Oh, sweet. I'm on my way home. Cool. Um, what do you think the sluttiest Halloween costume is? A nurse. What do that you think was... the best slutty Halloween costume is? The leg lamp from a Christmas story. <laughs> Perfect. I'll see you when you get home. We will have to discuss. <laughs> that was good. The lamp, it was calculated too. She really she, like she knew what she was talking about. Yeah. Uh I think it's vampire. I okay. think I think it's because it's the dark clothes in the in the idea of blood and viscera. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Have you seen those TikToks with those goth girls? Yes. Oh that Papa. Mm. That is uh just just a nice, a nice kind of plain white man's dream. There's a lot of, lot of ink. Yeah. And, uh, Brings a tear to my eye. Yeah. Um, Great content. Good, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Um, I yeah. also think that like there's another category of slutty costume that is just like recreating a character, but doing it in a way that's like, a nod to the character that was originally a little bit sexy and just turning it up like, you know, from a yeah, two yeah. to a four on the dial. I get, I told, uh, yeah, I totally the, get the Velma. The, the Velma Mrs. Stance. Incredibles. Yes. Like anything that's like a sort of like just a, like a, a spandex suit of yeah. some costume where you're like, can we also recall? I didn't know that I wanted to fuck Spider-Man, but I do plenty of tiktoks that that involve that as well um what we're getting to is just a lot of like like the sexy cosplay yeah. side of things like well, be my, bringing it up because it's halloween be my favorite you like i said be my favorite star wars character but gender bend it and and wear some uh some underwear yes sexy luke skywalker in yes sexy boba fett sexy baby yoda Let's do it. I'll fucking. I, I think we would also be remiss uh, to basically this is now the Halloween episode that uh, a couple of years ago we had on that guest that like we didn't even know her name. Who? Oh, fuck, mm -hmm. What was she wearing? Was it Shrek? I thought it was Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald. That's who it was. Wow. Yeah. What a if you folks, if you are new to the podcast, which you're not because it's the same five people. Um, <laughs> Give yourself a good go back like two years ago and and listen to the podcast we had with Ronald McDonald, this girl that I can't remember the, the life of me, what her name was, but she was at a Medford Halloween party. I don't even know Ronald if she's McDonald. still associated with our friend circles. She was a, a, a Molly Swanton friend, so I'm assuming. Yeah, they're pretty close. Um, Some sad news because I'll, I'll talk about my costume. 
some sad news. Um, I may be revealing it on the podcast. Not making it to the Medford party this year. Uh-oh. Uh, too far away. And the dog and money. I will be going to another Halloween party dressed as at my dad's apartment. Just me and him. There will be whiskey and a set of weights. <laughs> it's actually at Choice Fitness. <laughs> yeah, and we're gonna play Nightcrawlers. <laughs> we play me and your dad, Sludge Monsters. <laughs> imagine make a show. Me and your dad just be Frank and Reynolds and and Charlie Kelly, and we live together. And we play Nightcrawlers. There is an alternate reality where you and Sarah get divorced someday and you just move in with my dad. She continues to live here and I just have to go, you know, (laughs) 10 minutes in the opposite direction in Haverhill. Um, I will be wearing, Duncan, to said party, um, Doris. I would like you to Google Doris Halloween costume. (laughs) These are the best things where you say something and then you say, please Google it. Now, please figure it out for yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Are you going to put already... on fake tits for this? God, no. I already got them, bro. Okay, fair. Um, I hit chest day today. Friday, I'm going to do arms to get ready for Saturday's party. Yeah. Just be yoked, fucking dead. Um, yes, I'm wearing a dress. Uh, Sarah is going to give me the hot, the big eyebrows. I have clip on hoop earrings. The mole will go, it's gonna be good. That's why you were saying you in a dress. That was a little, yeah, it was like a, it was a spoiler alert, premonition. Yeah, Yeah. it was, uh, you had to read context clues, foreshadowing, if you will. Um, yeah, I am, um, also not excited. Did I already give you my pitch you my idea of like the like the modern Hitler? Uh, No, but go on. Yes. And (laughs) yes. And where he like he's wearing like leader hose in. I think we 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 know we did. We did. We did. I didn't know that we were calling it modern Hitler. That's what I think. Yeah. Well, modern Hitler. You could also have one on ABC. Modern uh, Hitler. <laughs> modern Hitler. They were young the Sheldon. Oktoberfest. After yeah. young Sheldon, uh, please tune into Modern Hitler. Mm. A biopic about Kanye West. Eight <laughs> thirties Thursday night on ABC. Family matters. It's Modern Hitler. What were we talking about again? I got to go back and listen to that episode because I found that it comical. Were we talking about? He's holding the Stein. Yeah. And he's like, he's doing, oh, that's what he's, he tries to take power in like Germany, like 2022. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And but he's it's like, just, oh, he's com- Bayern Munich. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big Le- uh, Lewandowski fan. Yeah. He actually roots for Leverkusen. He com- but, yeah. He completely he needs the public support. He, he initially is born with this hatred of, of the, of the Jewish faith and the Jewish people. But then, 22 to 20 like two comes along and he's just like oh wow he's like these people are great yeah Kanye's he's wrong. actually just he's really inspired by the israel palestine conflict yeah. <laughs> he's like i saw some stuff on instagram and i looked into it and yeah. i think I got i've done plan. my <laughs> i've done my research 
I stand with Israel. Um, I do have a, a little pro tip for you, which is um, the CRZ. Yeah, I already know. I got to clean. I got to clean my ears. The CRZ. CRZ. Yoga pant. The yoga golf pant on Amazon. Mm-hmm. They run between $35 and $40. They're almost exact Lululemon knockoffs. They're very comfy. I'm getting yelled at. Hold on. They're tough to find sizing. Um, I'm going to forego this conversation. I'm going to start to yell at you and your establishment of employment. Okay. So the big red circles, athletic wear, men's. What's the what's the, the little brand called? All in motion. All in motion. I've bought in two pair of, of stretchy athletic chinos from, from you. Yes. Yeah, from you specifically. Yep. Both of them rip in the crotch. Both. So here's a question. Did you buy the good fellow? athletic chinos the tech chinos the all-in-motion the all-in-motion golf pant or chino it's it has a it has two buttons and one's a snap they're very tight and there there's like a a stickiness on like the uh on the waist okay um they've ripped literally in the same spot duncan the, the pants i was wearing at the white party for the wedding those were them and they had to be hemmed and hawed yeah whatever you call it the day before so I have also done this where I was at work wearing the good fellow. That's mm. an important distinction. I have some I'm good sure stuff too. The same manufacturer, but they have the line of good fellow tech chinos that mm. are next level. <clears throat> and I bent down, like squatted down to talk to someone who was sitting and just, I mean, right along the cheek line. Really? Just, I mean, like, and Versi was like, yes, you have a dumpy. Yeah. I created a second pee hole with both of mine, basically. Really? Right in the deck. No, mine was In the like, same spot, too. I was like, I, Sarah got me the white mine ones. Was full, like, right along here. Oh, no. No, mine is on, like, a seam. Like, it that's was like, why, they didn't sew it think, well enough. That's why I think I attribute it not to the, uh, the, I attribute it, first of all, I had them for, like, a solid year, and I wear them to work frequently yeah. so it's like it's not like i didn't get the wear and tear out of them but also that my uh dump truck is just larger than it was when i originally bought them yeah i gotcha but yeah, yeah it's I, I have a, a a gripe with the the the, pr- the uh, production of them because it's the it's on a seam and it's the same second pee hole that i've created right in the dick and um and the white ones, I was just putting them on. I didn't even have that. I didn't stretch it into anything. I just pulled them up and then it popped. I don't wear, I only wear the all in motion, like actual athletic, like joggers and stuff. Mm-hmm. I like what they have. I got a, a nice green. I got a couple things from the all in Also, motion. you have like a pretty significant return window. I know, but that can, uh, Sarah can sew them up. It's just, just she has a, a pain in the ass in general. Yeah. It's fucking sucks. You can also just go and bully people into 
returning it for you. I know, really but now to. I'm afraid that I'm going to go, okay, I want the, the same pair of gray pants and then I'll get home, put them on and bam, another rip. Cause it's happened twice. It's like, there's, there's a trend. Well, they're you can also up, just, they're not sewing up the crotch good enough. You also just get a gift card and then go and buy tampons or something. Yeah, I could do that. You're right. Pretty smart in that fashion. <laughs> Anyways, um, before we get into Jimmy Carter, I would like to stand upon my soapbox and um, not about pants at the Red Circle, but um, have something good to say. I uh, am back on my music grind. I'm just like, does that have any coincidence with the Arctic Monkeys dropping an album? Boy, Duncan, I am floored in the best way possible. I am in love with this album, and I think the two of you should listen to it. Oh, are you also in love with the Coco? Um, no, I'm I'm in love with Mambo Number Five. Oh, hmm. and the Arctic Monkeys, the car, um, seventh studio album. They uh. 10, 10 tracks about like near 40 minutes long. Um, some singles have been put out. Uh, it is a continuation of their last album, uh, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. It's like lounge rock. There's a bit more orchestral work in this one, the car. It is quite the, the lesson. I really think the two of you should like put it on and just like, do your thing just like listen because it's it's have. you have oh yeah you do you love it oh yeah it's like it is it's so good it's what we needed after am really yeah uh, well i was i'm i love tranquility base hotel and the and casino i loved i have a fond memory of am uh listening to it in the planet fitness in newburyport just like because it was the only thing and it was like hard and it was like good gym stuff. I loved Tranquility Base because it was that big shift. But now I love the car even more because they're continuing with that shift. Tranquility Base just didn't do it for me. But mm. also like part of it for me is I saw them on the tour for AM in 2013. And it's like Same. definitely top 10 shows for me. Yeah. Alex Turner is like a phenomenal presence. He's the one of the best. I think he I would say in his generation, he's one of the best rock showmen. Like that is still performing like there's like older people than him. Like I would say like. I don't know. To have like, seven albums. Yeah. And for it to be consistently good quality. Yeah. And highly raved about. Yeah. Is not an easy feat. No. And they keep like changing it and they're still like the diehards. Like, I was listening to last night because I was just like so in love with it even more. I've listened to it like 10 times. Um, Anthony Fantano just like tore it apart. Like I am 50-50 with Fantano. Sometimes he's good. Sometimes he's and he just tore. He gave it like a three. And I was like, you're an idiot. Like, see you next year because I'm not going to listen to any more of your videos. It is. I was thinking about it. It's this car, like their themes are. It's like 
Tranquility Base Hotel Casino was a movie about a casino on the moon and all the songs are about like this character. And then mm-hmm. the car was like the crew that made the movie. They have their songs because it yeah. talks about like a lot of production and um, like how songs are written. Like he has that amazing line. And I think it's body paint where he goes, I'm keeping on my uh, my costume and consider calling it a writing tool yep it's it's he's so like the besides the front man he's just like a genius with lyrics it's incredible yeah alex turner is one of those musicians that can take the most mundane things Mm. and make you sing about it like like make me want to sing about it he's like robert frost like it's just it's just a path in the woods but he like has like these amazing like lines about it and alex turner can yeah like talk about i don't like that just that that line where he's just like a weird mundane or even just like no one is thinking or would say like after a show i'm going to write a song while keeping on my my costume and yeah and even going back in time he's like you used to get it in your fishnets now you only get it in your night dress like that's fucking life like what what about it those early lines are just like insane like yeah it's it's also it's to see his Turner's progress from him like trying his best to be like both metaphorical and very literal and then have a catchy line and then make you like think about the lyric. And now he's less metaphorical and more like straight to the point, but still creating like these things. You're like, wow, I never looked at it like that. Like I'm tr- I need to like look up a couple of lyrics, but it's kind of like the killers where there is a arc in their Mm. progression as musicians but the ending point you can see how they got there from the beginning it's not the same but it's the same essence and that's not easy to do all the tools that they first started using of like the witty like basically writing almost like punchlines and jokes into their songs and making it amazing to what they do now it's they're still doing it it's just now they have like the muse musicianship to have like bowie-esque strings in the background and have yes. like all these different synthesizers and that like the sculptures of anything goes where it sounds like it's like Bauhaus or like Depeche Mode or something I call it the Sergeant Pepper effect because mm. the Beatles yeah Got and to there the was point some... where, like, with Sergeant Pepper, they're like, well, "Yeah, let's just have all this insane stuff on there because we can." Yeah, it. There was a couple tracks that really did sound like Beatles, like like post Sergeant Sergeant Pepper's Beatles songs. Yep. Like, I want to like even I. They put out that forty five minute like concert of like in the King's Theater in New York. It's on YouTube. It's it has four or five of uh, the Car songs, but then like they're well-known ones like they play 505 at the end um and body paint live sounds exactly like almost like helter skelter off the white album for the beatles yes Yes. the other band of current day and age that i think is so heavily influenced by the beatles is cage the elephant and i'm Mm -hmm. not just saying that because they're from bowling green kentucky but (laughs) they're i I did yes but like copy paste and even in the same like performance yeah they perform the same like they have the same live 
vibe and mm-hmm. Arctic Monkeys is very much the same way. Yeah. Where you don't it's, see that a lot. And I think that's why people are so drawn to them because it's the very cl- like old classic performance yeah. type thing. Like you it, don't yeah, see it, that kind of interaction a lot. It hasn't changed. I saw mm-hmm. them, my first time seeing them was in the Suck It and See. And then I had to see them during AM. Um, and it was only like a two year gap, maybe three year. Um, and I was like, oh, well, AM is going to be like this heavy, like they're they're probably going to play their old songs just heavier. Like it won't be like mm-hmm. these twangy, very fast guitars. And it was still like and even in on those videos, like they still play uh, 505 as they've as they've always done it. They still what did they play on that King's Theater one? Um, Brian Storm, they played. Shoot. They played one other one from one of their earlier albums. Oh, the Crying Lightning, one of my favorite songs by them from Humbug. And it's still the same as they've always done it. It's just Turner's voice is just a little bit. He's still singing in cursive. And I bet you look good on the dance floor. Yeah. <laughs> but they like all blend together so seamlessly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's a good it's a good like change up. Like I we, me and Duncan have talked about the big like sweeping changes with like when a when an artist changes a genre or at least there's a sidestep in their same genre and sometimes it doesn't land and for a lot of people the cars the cart didn't land for people i know for a fact but it is still like if you really take time to like listen to it there like again like we were talking about not much has changed and it's only improving like I I saw so many comments on YouTube. It's like their only next step is for them to make a movie and then make the soundtrack for that movie. And it'd be like a, a, a published album and it'd be amazing. They don't change. They just evolve. Yeah. And there's like a very big difference with that. Oh, yeah. But thank you for letting me hijack. The of course. Of course. Duncan wouldn't have said those words about the monkeys. Absolutely not. Mm-mm. I would have just uh, gone nodded your head to a reverie of not really having Hang anything to say, and I would have just let you soapbox for a while. Yeah, it's 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 nice to have someone tap in. So good. Like obviously, I, me and Verse, you both have bias because we just love the Arctic Monkeys. But that King, if if you have, if anyone listening has time, watch. It's just forty five minutes. It's the King's Theater um, concert. It was released probably, I think, on Sunday, this past Sunday. It is some of the best sound. It's the, they've never sound, sounded better. And again, it's like a night, like they filmed it. It's not like someone else filmed it or anything. Like there's cuts and whatnot. It's the best they've ever sounded. And like, it looks like the happiest they've ever been performing, which is like awesome to see just because it's like, oh, more music is going to come. Like they enjoy, still enjoy playing with each other all the way back from like 2004 when they first started putting out like EPs and they still want to play together. It's great. Go listen to the car. It's a continuation of tranquility base. Everything's amazing. I love it. Um, in other music things, more in my world, the Freddie Gibbs album, we did not talk about. Did you listen to it? No. Good album, solid album. <clears throat> yeah, bit of a different vibe than his. <clears throat> I think his previous albums, studio albums at least, 
the past like decade or so have all been one producer. This one was like a little more all over the place, but it had like this kind of like tongue in cheek theme to it where Mm -hmm. it was like set in a Vegas casino hotel. And he kept getting voicemails from like comedians. So he got a voice, he got a voicemail from like Kevin Durant, I think once. And then he also got a voicemail from Jeff Ross where he was like, Jeff was like, Hey, Freddie, I'm at the craps table with 13 of your baby mamas. Can you get down here? (laughs) See, this is what I'm talking about. Sometimes having a concept album, having the Arctic Monkeys basically be a production crew, and that's what their songs are written about, or Freddie Gibbs is stuck in a Vegas hotel, have more concept albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a theme going. That brings me to my next thing, which is uh, also to wrap up Freddie Gibbs, also a, a Joe Rogan voicemail where he goes, Freddie, I got you some bulletproof underwear. Let's go shoot. <laughs> and I was just like, what? But Perfect good album cameo. overall. Pretty solid yeah. album. Um, but it also got me back into, I have been dabbling in the Dat Piff world. Datpiff.com. And listening to old Bronson mixtapes. Blue Chips 1 and 2, as well as Rare Chandeliers. That shit may bring me out of my Arctic Monkeys. Dude, I mean, rut that I'm the, in. it may I, not, I, but it, I, it I had could. completely forgotten that on Blue Chips 2, he just puts in like infomercials. Yeah. That's <laughs> what got me hooked on Bronson was because I was like, oh, this guy's not serious. Yeah, no. He's just fucking around. And it's like the purest, like Bronson, where he's got bars, all the beats are sick, and yeah. it's like funny. It's like untainted, uncommercialized mm-hmm. Bronson, where he's still rapping about like fucking people, killing people, and yeah. and just making a great steak. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, it ha- also, I think Blue Chips Two has one of my favorite lines of all time, where he just goes, "My bitch thick like John Lovitz." <laughs> Who the fuck says that, dude? Who my says bitch, that? My bitch thick like John Lovitz. And so I now I just walk, I, I walk around at, at work just like being like, yo, my bitch thick like John Lovitz. My bitch thick like John Lovitz. So put that on my ta- tombstone. That was talking music. We haven't done that in a while, being a no. music podcast. Yeah. Live it up to our name. We would we would rather talk about presidents. Yeah. Than- I mean, you guys open an issue of Rolling Stone. How yeah. much fucking music is in there? What's they just there? fucking gargle the Billboard Top 100 and then they move on. Yeah, yeah. And they're- Taylor Swift released a new album. Guess what? Nobody cares. We will not be talking about her and Boogie Boogie Brown, but we will be talking about one Jimmy Carter, James Earl Carter. I think <clears throat> I think another president's nickname was uh, middle name was Earl too. Yeah, he sounds like he should be uh like the main character of a sitcom. James Earl yeah. Jones. Yeah. Have you ever seen James Earl Jones and Jimmy Carter in the same room? I haven't. Up a lot of questions. Hmm. Is this frail white man actually the voice of Darth Vader? Um, Jimmy Carter raised in Plains, Georgia. Uh, went to the Naval Academy. So he's a sailor. Uh Control of his family's peanut growing business. Peanuts. That's what it was. That's what it was. Jimmy Carter was a peanut farmer. Yep. Peanuts. Is that a red flag? I don't think so. 
because that's like homegrown. Like he's a he's a grassroots. He's a hardworking boy where he assumed control of his father's peanut growing business. He inherited comparatively little because of his father's forgiveness of debts and the division of estate amongst himself and his siblings. Nonetheless, his ambition to expand and grow the family's peanut farm is fulfilled. And then the next sentence is talking about racial segregation. He was anti-racial segregation. He was. Good for him. Um, he is a Democrat in a sea of Republicans, though. That is like a yes, but also like as we've learned, Georgia is not a particularly red state. Yeah, no, exactly. No, no, no. I'm saying in terms of all the presidents. Oh, yes. Yeah, Jimmy yeah, Carter yeah. was this like little blue flickering light, and he really <laughs> was very centrist, if I can remember my um, my Cold War politics. He was more centrist than he, he was just ran on the Democratic line, like line. And it, it was people were none like a little dismayed, I would say, from the uh, like Gerald Ford, like the, the previous Republican president. But Jimmy Carter ended up like flipping, I remember, like halfway through his term and basically like adopting like very like conservative policy making um what was the word that i was so i'm gonna slide in an interesting little tidbit which is that james earl carter jr was the first u.s president to be born in a hospital (laughs) red flag you never want to be the first with anything no but that's also insane how, how dare you jimmy how dare you be born with modern medicine this man was born in 1924 and was the first sitting U.S. president <clears throat> to have a sterile environment with which to come into the world. Jimmy Carter can date his ancestors all the way back to 1635. That's pretty sick. His, his uh, Carter is a descendant of English immigrant Thomas Carter, who settled in Virginia in 1635. Numerous generations of Carter lived as cotton farmers. Uh-oh, red flag. Uh-oh. Cotton farmers, no. Um, although Carter's father was staunchly pro-segregation, he allowed his son to befriend a black farmhand children. Wow, thanks. They grew up on a, dad. on a... Road that was almost entirely populated by impoverished African American families. So I, so I don't think, think Jimmy, it was really a choice. Yeah, Jimmy Carter seems to be, uh, you know, a man of the people, a man of uh, e- e- the impoverished minorities as well. Uh, green flag. Uh, he was passed over for valedictorian after he and his friends skipped school to venture downtown yes. in a hot rod. Ooh, cherry red hot rod. Boys go fast. Um, this is my impression of Steve Bro. Yeah, Terry Red. Boys go fast down the hot rod, screaming. The Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> as an adolescent, Carter played on the basketball team and joined the youth organization named Future Farmers of America. He has a lifelong interest in woodworking. He's working a lot of wood uh, in the Navy, if you uh, if you ask me. Uh, he played sprint football compared to it's normal football. formally called the lightweight football. 
in which you have to maintain a weight of 178 pounds or less and a minimum of 5% body fat to be eligible to play. It still exists. What? <clears throat> that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, what the hell? Hoodie Allen played uh, at Penn. Uh, one of the Bidens played at Penn. He played at at UPenn. Is that what it's saying? Yeah, Robert Kraft played at Columbia. Wow, all these Ivy boys. How wait? I'm sorry. He um. Wait, you're saying? <clears throat> no, he went to Navy. Where are you talking about? He went. He played at Penn. Oh, I was saying other people played at Penn. Oh, I was I naming other Carter. notable um, sprint footballers. Yeah, ah, uh, most of which pit imagine Robert. At. I want to see a picture of Robert Kraft with five percent body fat because that man is just made of uh, skin, dude. Skin in the blood of babies. Yeah, and Gillette shaving cream. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't um, have fat. He has Gillette shaving cream. Yeah, that's just what his body's made out of. All the empty space between his bones yeah. and his... if you touch, if you touch him, he'll secrete uh, shaving cream gel out of his ears. If um, you tweak his nipples, shaving cream comes out. <laughs> he uh, <laughs> he served in the inactive Navy Reserve until 1961. So was he not? Oh, he was in a couple. Then you begin an association with the Naval Fledging Nuclear Submarine Program. An accident. Ooh, December 12th, Sarah's birthday, uh, 1952, in an accident with the experimental NRX reactor at Atomic Energy of Canada's Chalk River Laboratories caused a partial meltdown, resulting in millions of litter, litters of radioactive water flooding into the reactor's building basement. Carter was ordered to the Chalk River to lead U.S. maintenance crew that joined other American and Canadian service personnel to assist the shutdown of the reactor. So he didn't, did he not see any war? No. However, his awards include the American Campaign Medal, <clears throat> World War II Victory Medal, the China Service Medal, the, Nat the National Defense Service Medal, and as a submarine officer, he earned the Dolphin Badge. So Jimmy Carter won the Dolphin Badge, folks. It's good for him. So he later, when his dad died, he moved from Schenectady back to Plain, mm. Georgia, to manage yeah. the farm, which they sucked at. Yeah, I, I see that, that he sucks. <laughs> and then they just eventually figured it out. And then he ran as a result, kind of, of Brown v. Board. Yeah. He, I'm looking at a map right here. He he's got a lot of Jimmy's got a lot of green flags. He is a very like kind of staunch Republican, even in like the 70s. He it says here that he like he was able to win over a lot of conservatives as governor of Georgia. And he was able to kind of start to change the tides to be a little bit more liberal in Georgia. This might be one of the boring, most more boring presidents. Yeah, I just want to know, like, why, like, 
<clears throat> he did not win in 1976. And then, oh, wait, no, he did win in 1976. But he did he, I don't think it looks like he didn't won, win the Electoral College. So here we go. Wait, um, the first in the se- 1970 gubernatorial election in Georgia, he lost seven total counties of Georgia. There's a lot of counties in Georgia. This is the fucking. This is the map. Yeah, he once yeah seven counties. That's what I'm saying. As governor, he was able to flip a lot of conservatives. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> he as president. I'm already shifting. Um, the granting pardon for violations is a presidential pardon of Jim Carter granted pardons to those who evaded the draft. Ooh, he's uh he's pardoning draft dodgers in 1970s. Yep. He's actually doing like a lot of good stuff. It's just boring. He's got no salaciousness. No. He literally like one of the big things that they talked about like when he was uh in the Georgia Senate was that. He got into an argument with a guy over whether they should make a college a two-year college or a four-year college. That is an impressive. Yeah. It's impressively boring, dude. Healthcare, blah, 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 foreign policy. From the onset, his presidency credits him to mediate the Arab-Israeli conflict after failed, uh, a failed attempt to seek comprehension settlements between the two nations in 77. Carter invited Egyptian President Anwar Sadat um, and Israeli Prime Minister Menachem Begin to the presidential lodge. Yeah, he, after I, we just, finish presidents, we should just go on to like famous world leaders. Yeah. And just do like the red flags of Anwar Sadat. Soviets did invade Afghanistan under his his watch, so he he's I not the best with foreign policy. Yeah, but weren't they like already kind of in Afghanistan? Oh, I mean, yeah, exactly. They they were. He said something about the Watergate scandal. Yeah. <clears throat> This is so boring, dude. I know. His name recognition uh, was 2% when he ran in uh, 74. Carter's campaign for re-election in 1980 was based primarily on attacking Ronald Reagan. The Carter campaign frankly pointed out and mocked Reagan's proclivity for two graves, gaffes, and using his age and perceived lack of connection to the native California voters based against him. Later on the campaign, used similar rhetoric as Lyndon B. Johnson, intending to portray Reagan as a warmonger that could not be trusted with a nuclear arsenal. Uh, Carter later wrote that the most intense and mounting opposition to his policies came from liberal wing of the Democratic Party, which he attributed Ted Kennedy's ambitious to replacement. Ah, so this is the thing. I do remember this, actually, from my reading, that uh, Ted Kennedy and Jimmy Carter hated each other. It was because... As Carter gets more centrist as the time goes on, Kennedy becomes even more liberal and begins to like attack Carter more and more. 
After uh, Kennedy announced his candidacy in November of 79, questions regarding his activities during his presidential bid were a frequent subject of Carter's press conferences during the presidential primaries. Kennedy, despite winning key states such as California and New York, surprised the supporters by running a weak campaign, leading to Carter winning almost the primaries, securing renomination. Aside from Reagan, Kennedy was opposed to centrist Robert Hughes. Um, he did a 1976 interview for Playboy in which he said, I've looked on a lot of women with lust. I've committed adultery in my heart many times. Nat combined with his admission in another interview that he did not mind if people uttered the word fuck led to media and critics lamenting the erosion of boundary between politicians and their private intimate lives. Well, if well, only we could still yeah. have that boundary. Yeah. This, it, it, this is quite interesting. So even in he, Carter only served one term and he was only able to win Rhode Island, Maryland, West Virginia, Georgia, and Hawaii and Minnesota. Uh, Reagan won all the others. All the other states. Reagan won Texas. Reagan won California. Those were obvious. Reagan won Massachusetts. He won Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania. He won Illinois. Won Ohio. Won New York. Won New Jersey. Won Florida. It's, I, I really just think that Jimmy Carter was maybe so fucking boring that they were like, let's shake it up and let's get the Gipper in here. Yeah, dude. <clears throat> uh, I he mean, was a personal friend of Elvis Presley. Yes. Uh, Elvis did that little dance, and I think he shook hands with Forrest Gump. He called <laughs> he called Carter in June 1977, who was seeking a presidential pardon for George Klein. Presley was almost incoherent and cited barbiturate abuse as the cause of this. <laughs> and then he he would just call the White House sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Who Jimmy. the hell is George Klein, dude? Jimmy. I need your help, Jimmy. Uh, an American DJ and television host, he met Elvis in the eighth grade at Humes High School in North Memphis and remains friends until his death. So it's a friend of in order to help George Klein's criminal case. So George Klein did something mail stupid. Fraud. Mail fraud. And, and Elvis goes, Jimmy, Jimmy, can you help him, my friend George? This is the most boring dude of all yeah, time. Yeah, this is a pretty big red flag just because of how fucking boring Jimmy Carter yeah. I Although, to be fair, I'd pay for Jimmy Carter to be running for president nowadays. But yeah. So, public opinion. Carter and Ford were compared in exit polls in 76 election, which Carter won. Many voters still held Ford's opinion of Nixon against him. So Ford aligned himself with Nixon after Watergate. I remember that. Uh, by comparison, Carter viewed as a sincere, honest, and well-meaning Southerner. Carter began his term 60% approval rating, which dropped to 34 approval as he left office. Um, an easy uh, uh, Reagan was a self, an easy self-confidence in contrast. Carter's serious and introspective <laughs> temperament. Carter was portrayed as a pessimist and decisive in comparison to Ronald Reagan. Reagan used economic power. You know how I know that this is the most boring dude ever is there's a full like a full page paragraph from 2019 onwards 
of just his old man injuries. <laughs> I see him on a bike on Wikipedia. So Carter, maybe he fell off on the bike. May 13th, 2019, Carter broke his hip his during hip a during fall at fall. his plane's home. Yeah. On October 6th, 2019, a forehead injury above his left eyebrow received during another fall oh, at home required 14, 14 stitches. stitches. The president also got a black eye from this injury. On October 21st, he suffered a minor pelvic fracture after falling again at home. <laughs> on, on December 2nd, 2019, Carter was readmitted to the hospital for a urinary tract infection. Yeah. Uh, drink some cranberry juice, Jimmy. Um, yeah, I got to start going to like the public opinion to like get some red flags because the independent wrote in, in 70, in uh, 81, Carter was widely considered a better man than he was a president. I don't even think he was a good man. Go back to the peanut farm, Jimmy. Um, all right. I want to just like, he was super boring and like. I feel like he just didn't have the like, like scope to be able to actually deal with any like. I know. Yeah, maybe, maybe like, he would have been brought back for 1980 if he pulled a if he pulled a Lewinsky, or maybe he like started rubbing uh, peanut allergy uh, kids with peanut allergies, rubbing on them after with his peanut hands. Maybe that would have like spiced. <laughs> no peanuts maybe that would have spiced uh, something up if he like was just like hey kids come to my peanut farm and they all have allergies he's just rubbing kids down with peanuts rubbing peanuts all over his all hold over on, those kids on. what is this mush from the wimp incident mush from the wimp was a joke headline on the top at the top of an editorial in the boston globe that accidentally passed through publication in 1980 on March 15, 1980, the Boston Globe ran an editorial that began, Certainly, it is in the self-interest of all Americans to impose upon themselves the kind of economic self-discipline that President Carter urged repeatedly yesterday in his somber speech to the nation. As the president said, inflation, now running at record rate, is a cruel tax that uh, one that falls most harshly upon those least able to burden. There was nothing exceptional about, th- about it except the headline, Mush from the Wimp which essentially called the speech Mush and Carter the Wimp. Well, that's the globe for you. <laughs> that's how Dan Shaughnessy got his start. Yeah. So that was like a big scandal. That was the biggest scandal was a newspaper misspoke about Jimmy. Wow. God. His biggest red flag is just he's a fucking snore. So let's call it. Um, Carter's number one, all the red flags now. I have... <laughs> Do you have yeah, the list? I, yeah, I do. Um, Trump's one. Trump, Reagan, Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama. So Trump, Reagan. If we're actually Clinton. going off of red flags, he should be all the way. He should be under 50 feet of sand. Below <laughs> Barack Obama. Yeah. Just because he didn't do anything, dude. He was just an absolute snooze fest. Do you want to just do you want to put him at the bottom? Yes. He's got, he's got nothing. He was a he, he was nothing. a poor he was a poor peanut farmer. So he's like one with the people. He did a lot of he had a lot of green flags. He stood up against segregation and fucking racism and he 
he basically almost, I would say, maybe close to single-handedly turned Georgia from a red state uh, in, like, the 60s to a a blue state. At least Obama, like, did drugs. Like, yeah. What has Jimmy ever done? Maybe he cracked open a a Michelob Ultra once. Yeah. Maybe. One of the minis that they sell now. He drinks. He drinks. he, He ate so many peanuts that he got high. Yeah. Yeah, uh, put Carter below Obama because that guy sucks. This has been such a boring. I am. We're sorry. Tired. <laughs> we're sorry, guys. <laughs> we're going to have to then talk about Gerald Ford next week. So I don't even know. Hopefully Gerald Ford, maybe he hopefully he killed a man. Maybe he went to war. And Wasn't killed a guy. He, at, he at least had the whole Watergate. He was involved yeah. in Watergate. Yeah, he he came after Nixon, and he if like only stood... tangentially. Oh, uh, uh, there's already some amazing looking things on here. So, save it. Yeah, save it. I'm looking at some good stuff already on his Wikipedia page. All right. Well, uh, anything else, Dunny? Nothing. Me neither. Um, maybe if I remember next week, I'll talk. I'll tell a York story, but I'm tired. The sleepy time tea is getting to me. The, the aggressively reading this Wikipedia to try to find anything yeah. has completely wiped me out. Mush from the wimp. Truly a wimp. The Boston yeah. Globe, the globe hit it on the head. He was. A yeah. Wimp. Yeah. The only time the globe has ever gotten it right. A nut, a nut sucking wimp. Um, well, oh. this has been uh, Jackson. Follow Troll and Stone, all the shits. Keep it sleazy and I'm out. Hey, baloney. Um, don't objectify women this Halloween. Modern Hitler. Modern <laughs> Hitler. Modern Hitler. But, 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 uh, he, thought, he thought about genocide, but then remembered the Israeli-Palestine conflict and said, no thing, no thing. I'm going to drink a heavy beer. Modern Hitler. Modern Hitler. But, but, da, 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 da. Modern Hitler, ABC's 8.30 on Thursday nights. Shoot up, baby duck if it quacks with a ruger. Top billing, come cops and billing it. Shots is block shipped out and bought, and y'all feeling it. LP killing it, killing my killing shit. What more can I say? We top billing it. Valiant without villain it. Viciously found victory. Burnt towns and villages, burning, looting and pillaging. Murderers try to hurt us, we curse them and all their children. I just want the bread and bologna bundles to tuck away. I don't work for free, I am barely giving a fuck away. So tell Big and Johnny and Mommy to get the fuck away. Hey, yo, here's a gun, son, now run, get it the gut away. Live to shoot another day.